Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome back to another episode of the Money Love Podcast. I'm so happy you're here. I have to say that, you know, I'm just so excited to sit down and record this episode for you guys. I had the best time typing out my thoughts and the outline for this episode. And it really is, you know, this question of does money buy happiness? It is an age old question that I think that if you went out and you asked 100 different people, you'd probably get 100 different answers. But what we're going to do in this episode is I'm going to give you kind of two answers, right? Okay. I'm going to give you the scientific answer. I'm going to give you what all the data and the research and the science and the studies say about this question of money buying happiness. But then obviously, because you're here, this is my podcast, I'm going to give you my thoughts on the matter, which is a little different than what science says, okay? But we're going to walk through both. I think it's important to have both perspectives just to kind of answer this question of money buying happiness. So that's what we're going to do. Now, I want to go ahead and start giving you the scientific answer to this question. Does money buy happiness? The answer from a scientific view is, I would have to say kind of. (laughs) I don't even want to say yes. I'd say kind of, right? And I say that, and you'll understand in a second, but I say that because the correlation between money and happiness, according to science, is not as linear as you would think it is, and it's only to a certain extent, okay? Here's what I mean by that. When I say that it's not as linear as you think, That basically means that, okay, if I double my money or triple my money, I'll be twice as happy or three times as happy as I am now. So there was this really interesting study that was done where they surveyed a sample of Americans and the people in the study thought that their satisfaction in life would double if they made $55,000 versus $25,000, right? So, and that logically makes sense. Okay, twice as much money, twice as much happiness. But what did the data reveal? The data revealed that people who earned $55,000, they were only 9% more satisfied, 9% than those making $25,000. So what they thought would basically be double the happiness, basically a 100% increase in their happiness was actually only a 9% increase in happiness when you more than doubled their income. So that's why I'm saying like, does money buy happiness from a scientific standpoint? Kind of, yes, a little bit. But our brains like to think that it's very linear. Double the money, double the happiness, but it's not. It's not even close to that. There was another really famous study done. You've probably heard about this one. It's very well known. It was done by a Nobel laureate Daniel Kahneman. And this study shows that in the US, once people are earning around $75,000 a year, making more money up and above that has no impact at all whatsoever on their day-to-day feelings of happiness. When I say like, and it's only to a certain extent, that's kind of what I mean. It increases slightly, gradually, and then you kind of reach this ceiling, this $75,000 mark, 
when you start going past that, increases in happiness are virtually zero. Here are some more insights that I found really, really interesting, specifically about our houses and our cars. I was really surprised. There is almost no evidence to support that buying a home, which again is something that we've been sold, is like the ticket into the American dream, right? Home ownership. There is no evidence that supports that buying a home in general or getting a newer or a nicer home than the one that you have now increases happiness. Isn't that crazy? And then in terms of our cars that we drive, there was a study done at the University of Michigan that showed that there is, again, no relationship between the blue book value of a car and the amount of happiness that the owner gets out of driving it on a day-to-day basis. So again, intellectually, we think like, okay, I have a nice, big, pretty home, I'll be happier. If I have a more expensive, nicer luxury car, I'll be happier. But all the data and all the science and all the studies that have been done show no correlation between any of these things and an increase in happiness. Even outside of the US, like all of these studies were done in the US, but even outside of the US, there's lots of studies that have been done around the world that show that income has little influence on whether people smile or laugh or experience enjoyment on a day-to-day basis. Kind of going back to the scientific answer, does money buy happiness? That's why I say kind of. There are studies that show that it does, but it's not to the extent that we think that it's going to, and it's only up to a certain ceiling. Anything up and above that buys us no happiness at all. So that's what science says, and here is what yours truly thinks, right? I'm going to give you my thoughts. Okay. Based on what I know, I truly do not believe that money buys happiness. My personal belief is that joy and happiness come from within you and that your capacity for happiness is in no way connected to the size of your bank account or your net worth. Now, there might be some of you who completely and totally disagree with me, and that's fine. I get it. Because I haven't always had this belief. It's what I believe now. My belief that money doesn't buy happiness is the opposite of every ad, every messaging that we've been sold our entire lives, right? We have had the notion shoved down our throats that you can't and you won't be happy until you have more money or until you're wealthier or until you're debt-free or until you have an 850 credit score, until you have the house and the car and the fancy degree and the designer bag. We've been sold that more is better. That more means a happier life. You have to have all of these things and then you get to be happy. But I want you to remember from the very first episode of the podcast, if you listen to that, that our feelings drive everything that we do. And so the only reason truly when it comes down to it, the only reason that you want more money is because of the way you think you're going to feel once you have more money, or the way that you're going to feel once you have all the things that more money can buy you. But here's what I believe. I believe that wealth is not a protection against human suffering, okay? Money alone does not guarantee you a happy and fulfilling life. You think you're going to feel happier. You think you're going to feel more secure. You think you're going to feel more accomplished, more significant, more fill in the blank when you have more money but it's simply not true. All of the feelings that you're running after and that you're seeking, none of that comes from the sides of your bank account. 
it comes from within you. And you certainly don't have to have a lot of money to feel those things. They're all available to you right now. Everything that you're seeking that you think you have to wait for, you can just feel those things right now. It's available to you today. We're going to talk about that a little bit later in the episode. But I want to just go back to the science for a second. And we see that, like we talked about, like, okay, so there is some, according to science, (laughs) some correlation between money and happiness. But again, it's not as linear as we think it's going to be. And it's only to a certain extent. So what is that about, right? Because science is saying like it increases it a little bit. I'm basically saying I really don't think it has anything to do with it at all. And so I do want to just kind of touch on that and just because I really thought about like, okay, what is the difference? Like, what am I missing here? Like, why is science saying that it does increase our happiness a little bit, but I truly believe that it doesn't? And here are my thoughts on that. While I still don't believe that money buys you happiness, okay, because I still believe that happiness comes from what's going on in our own minds which means that it is available to you always. I do believe that money can solve a lot of problems. I love the saying, if you have a problem that money can solve, you don't really have a problem, right? I do think and believe that money can solve a lot of problems. And I heard this analogy one time from Dean Graziosi, and I'm going to share it with you because it just, it was like a light bulb moment for me. It made so much sense to me and it really stuck with me. And he said, that money is like oxygen. So 99.9% of the time, you're not thinking about the oxygen that you're breathing, even though it is a necessity to survive. Like It is a requirement to our survival that we have oxygen to breathe, but rarely are we ever thinking about it. And why is that? Well, because 99.9% of the time, we have an ample supply of oxygen and we're breathing perfectly fine. It's not an issue. But what if somebody came up to you and they wrapped their hand around your throat and they started to strangle you, which was cutting off your oxygen supply. Well, that's a problem, right? Because now you can't breathe and you need oxygen to survive. And so now getting more oxygen and surviving just became your number one priority. And it's all you can think about. And it just became the most important thing. And so money is very similar in that way. Money is not optional. Money is a requirement. If you want to live and survive in modern day society, you have to have money. And so when money is tight and when there's not enough and when you can't meet your basic needs and necessities, that creates a lot of strain and tension in our lives. And when we're living under a lot of financial stress and our money supply is low, it can be really difficult to clear our mind of that and to think the thoughts that are necessary to have a happy and joyful life because our brains want to go to the immediate threat, the immediate danger, which is I don't have enough money to survive. I don't have enough to pay my bills, to feed my family, to keep a roof over my head. And that's where your focus is. And your mind is constantly filled with thoughts about surviving instead of thoughts about living a happier life. Now, I say it's difficult. It's not impossible. I want to make that very clear distinction. It's difficult, but not impossible. I still believe that happiness, like true and pure happiness, is available to anyone making any amount of money. And if you look, you can see this all over the place. Like people are making $30,000 a year who are the happiest people in the world compared to other people 
who are making 10 times what they are, who are absolutely miserable. Happiness is a choice and it comes from within, not from any amount of money. And if you look around, you can find so much evidence of that. Going back, when you don't have to worry about covering your basic necessities, and just to go back to our analogy, you're not constantly standing there with someone strangling you and cutting off your oxygen supply. When you can go through life not having to be in a state of stress, it's much easier to then go out and actually pursue your passions and engage with people and activities that can aid in the creation of your happiest life. And so that's where I kind of feel that science comes in, right? I think that you see like a steady growth with income increases because more money up until a certain point does help people cover basic needs and necessities, okay? But again, like once you reach that point of those being covered, kind of like that $75,000 mark, anything up and above that, then you start to reach the point of there being zero correlation between you earning more money and you being a happier person. And so if that's the case, then let's talk about why you would ever want to make more money. Okay. Like I am so passionate about helping and inspiring women to make more money, like to earn incomes that they never dreamed were possible. But if more money doesn't make you happier, then what's the point, right? Like, what am I even doing here talking to you? Why are you even listening to me? So I do want to talk about that, right? Because again, if money doesn't buy more happiness, then why should I even care to get more of it? And the best way that I want to describe this to you would really just kind of be starting with me and my own vision of why I want to make a lot of money. I want to make a lot of money. I'm just going to throw it out there. Lots and lots of money, which is a taboo thing to say, but I'm over it at this point, right? I want to make a lot of money and I truly believe that I will. But not because I think it's going to make me happier than I am now. And not because I think it's going to make me more important or significant than I am now, or because of the things that I'm going to be able to buy with it that are going to make me happier. But I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't want to make a lot of money, because I do. But here's why I want to make a lot of money. And this answer has changed so drastically over the last five years. Like five years ago, if you had asked me why I wanted to make a lot of money, I would have listed off all the things that I wanted to buy with it. But my answer has changed. Like the more I come to truly work on myself and my mindset and truly understand money, my answer has changed a lot. Okay. So here is why, when I truly sit down and get to the core of it, why I want to have a lot of money. It's a couple of reasons. First and foremost, in my mind, making money is a report card of how I'm showing up and serving the world. It is a direct reflection of how I'm contributing. It correlates to the difference that I'm making in the lives of others, right? And so I know that the more money that I make, that is a reflection of the value that I'm adding to people's lives, right? So my mission is to get as much money into the hands of as many women as I can around the world because I truly believe that the more money women have, the better place the world is going to be. And if I'm making a lot of money, that means that I'm accomplishing that mission. And so yes, that means that there is a lot of money in my pocket, but it also means that there's even more money in the pockets of women everywhere around the world. So the more money I make shows me that I'm out there accomplishing my mission more effectively. And secondly, I want to make a lot of money because truthfully, I want to be an example to other women of what's possible. 
I think that too many women are way too scared to make the money that they are destined to make. I want to be someone that they can look towards and say, okay, if she can do it, I can do it. Like I have those female role models in my life that I look towards and I'm so grateful for them and for their boldness to go out and just make so much money, lots of money. And the thing about it is I thought about this, like when I look at my mentors that inspire me, I'm really like not even that interested in what they're buying with their money or what they're doing with it. I really don't care. I'm just in awe that they're doing it, period. And watching them inspires me so much. So one example of this is Brooke Castillo, founder of the Life Coach School. She's very vocal about the fact that she is working and striving to making $100 million in her business. $100 million. Can you believe that? She just started the Life Coach School just her. And now she's trying to scale it to $100 million. She's about halfway there. And she is an example to me of what's possible. And she pushes me and inspires me to reach for my full potential. And so I want to be that for other women. We need more women making more money and forging the path for others to do the same and to not be so scared or ashamed about it. And so I'm driven to be on that path, kind of forging the way for others. Now, I do think about the things, I would be lying. Of course, I think about the things that I want to buy and the trips I want to go on and the house I want to build like I'm human, not Mother Teresa over here, okay? So I'm not going to lie to you and say that I never think about the things that my money will buy me. I think all the time about the life that I want to create with the money that I know I'm going to earn. But here is the important part and where I've really had to work on the past couple of years. I know, and I have to remind myself that the things that I'm going to buy with all the money that I'm going to make, those things are not going to make me any happier than I am now. They're not going to fulfill me. They're not going to give me purpose. Joy, fulfillment, and purpose, all of those feelings come from within me and what's going on in my own brain, which means that if I could do it in the future, I can certainly do it right now, today. Like our capacity for happiness has nothing to do with anything going on externally. Joy and happiness come from what's going on in our minds. And when I know that all the thoughts are available to me in this moment, then there's no future moment where I'll have the ability to have more capacity for joy than I have right now. The only thing that holds me back from experiencing joy in my brain are thinking thoughts that block my joy. So, I want to kind of rewind back five years ago, because if you had told me all of this five years ago, I, I, I would have just been like, okay, like whatever. Yeah, right. And I think especially back to the time in my life when my husband and I were working really, really hard to get out of debt, right? We had $98,000 of student loan and credit card debt to pay off. And I was so, like I look back and I was so convinced that becoming debt-free was going to be my ticket to being happier, to feeling more secure. And I honestly thought that I was going to wake up on the day that we became debt-free and just be like a completely different person. And I think that you can kind of see where this is going. Obviously, that didn't happen. I remember verbatim saying to my husband a couple of days after we paid off our last loan, I remember we were standing in our kitchen in our old house in Michigan, and I just looked at him and I was like, is this it? (laughs) 
I mean, I thought that there was going to be like like fireworks and rainbows and I I was just going to feel totally different. And I don't. Like, is this all there is? Is this it? Is this really what we worked so hard for? Because I really believed that getting out of debt was going to make my life so much better and it was going to make me so much happier. And yes, there was a level of excitement and a rush of relief initially when we, you know, hit the pay button and the bank went to go pay it off. But that faded really quickly, like within a couple days. And then everything went back to how it was before. And I think about my life now being debt-free, like I think about like right now. And then I think back to five years ago, and I truly don't feel like I'm any happier today than I was back then. I truly mean that. Looking back, I don't feel like I'm any happier today debt-free than I was when I had $98,000 worth of debt. And I think debt has really become a big one because so many of us now have so much debt and there's so many voices and so much pressure out there now to get out of debt. And they are selling you this message that your life is going to suck or that you can't be happy until you're debt-free. And yes, do I think that you should work to get out of debt? Yes, I do. We did it. I encourage others to do it. I think it's one of the main pillars on building long-term wealth. But what I also want to say is that you don't have to delay your happiness until it's gone. I see so many people doing this. I did it. So I'm urging you not to do it, punishing themselves until after all their debt is gone, thinking that being debt-free is going to solve everything. Life is always going to be 50-50, 50% positive emotion, 50% negative emotion. And changing an external circumstance in your life, especially with money, like I said, is not protection against suffering, against having problems, against experiencing negative emotion. That is part of the human experience, and it is always going to be there. So we all just got to get used to it. Someone shared this quote with me, and it's from a book called The Mind Made Prison. And I haven't read the book, but I love this quote. Okay, so I'm going to read it to you. I thought it was absolutely perfect for this topic, but here's what it says. Okay, again, this book is called The Mind Made Prison. It says, plan, dream, and organize all you want. Just don't start believing that what you have planned for the future is going to be any better than your current moment. You are going to be in the present moment your entire life. If you are focusing on how good the future is going to be, you're just going to be running on the hamster wheel hoping to get somewhere. Life is right now in this glorious moment right in front of you. I believe that if you are not allowing yourself to be happy right now, nothing external in the future is going to change that permanently. How good is that? I love, love, love that quote. And so just to kind of wrap this episode up, I want you to know no amount of money is going to buy you the happiness or the contentment or the security or the worth that you're seeking. It just won't. I've fallen into this trap. I have. I'm the first person in line guilty of this. My financial situation has changed drastically over the past five to seven years, completely gotten out of debt, built up my net worth. And the whole time I thought, if I can just get out of debt, if I can just build up some savings, if I can just be able to like buy what I want to buy when I want to buy it, then I'll be happy. I'm here. I'm arrived. And I'm sitting here telling you that I'm not any happier now than I was back then. In fact, 
my husband and I, we talk about this all the time. We kind of look back at that time in our lives when we were getting out of debt. We kind of refer to it as like the good old days, right? Just seems like everything was so much simpler back then. You think it's going to be better when you get to that next milestone, when you can check that next box. But if you're constantly living life that way, that is just a hamster wheel you are never going to get off of because you're going to check the box and then you're just going to start looking ahead towards what's the next box that I need to check. And you will never get off that wheel. It will never end. You can truly start to change your life from a place of abundance and gratitude for what you have right now. You don't have to be unhappy. Your capacity for joy is already at 100%. Your ability to be happy is already at 100%. The only difference is you are waiting for some external thing to change in order to give yourself permission to be happy in this moment. And I'm here to tell you that you can have so much gratitude and appreciation for where you are right now and what you have right now. Nothing has to change. You don't need more money. You don't have to be debt-free. You don't have to have the perfect credit score. You don't need all the stuff. Now, you can get all that and you can accomplish all that if you manage your mind right. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but I'm also saying that you also don't need it to be happy. And this can be applied to anything in your life, not just money. Like if you're looking at something in your life that you want, that's an external thing, and you don't think that you're successful enough or you don't think your relationship is good enough, or you don't think your kids are good enough because they don't behave the way you want them to, or your house isn't nice enough, car is not new enough, whatever it is, like just know that those things do not have the ability to rob you of your happiness. You don't have to improve those things to feel better. You can just take a step back and realize all you've been given and all you've accomplished up until this point and just be so, so, so grateful for it all and choose happiness over and over and over every day. Because like that quote that I read you said, you're going to be in the present moment your entire life. That's all we have. I'm not saying to not go out and improve the things that you want to improve, right? I'm all for it. Go get out of debt. Go get the house you want. Go make the money that you want to make. But just don't tell yourself that you're somehow going to be happier in the getting of those things. You have to know that happiness is right here. It's available to you right now, and you can find peace and joy in this moment, regardless of the size of your bank account or anything else that you have in your life. Okay, that's it for this one. I really hope that you enjoyed it. I think it's such an important message. So I love you, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, girl. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Money Love Podcast. I want to invite you to continue this work and take it deeper because the application of the tools and coaching I give you each week on the show is where the real financial transformation happens. A great first step is to start with my free online masterclass called Why You Impulse Shop and How to Stop. You can save your seat using the link in the show notes and the masterclass will give you time-sensitive information on how you and I can work together in a group setting or one-on-one to transform your spending habits, become debt-free, drop the money guilt and shame for good, make a plan for your money that feels aligned and exciting and so much more. It means the world to me to have you here each week. And if you're ready, I would love to go deeper with you to help you reach your full financial potential. Stick with me and I promise I will keep you moving forward.